There's a major shift coming. You're starting to begin to see it in the next couple of weeks. If not you, then who? And if not now, then when? I'll say it again. If not you, then who? And if not now, then when? The world is waiting on the children of God to be made manifest. The world is waiting on the children of God to be made manifest. In the last days, he pours his spirit out on us. If we'll seek his kingdom first, all things will be added to us. He has not given us a spirit to be timid, but he's made us strong and courageous. Do not be discouraged or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you always. You have a mission, a purpose, and a calling in this life. Your mission is to spread the good news and the gospel, baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Your calling is to be a representative of love through action and in truth. Your purpose is to deny yourself daily and pick up your cross and follow God. That last part's extremely important. See, we can talk about baptism. We can even go and put somebody into a pool. We can talk about God all day. We can talk about love all day, but walking it out in action and in truth is where the last part comes in, where you're actually having to do it in action. When you're dying to the old ways, anyone in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. When you die to the old ways, when you become new, when you're the salt and the light, the torchbearer, your generation, the city set on the hill that cannot be hidden, the children of God have to be made manifest in these last days. This is the last days. Christ has ascended. Do you understand what's going on? Do you see the times? Are you studying the times? Are you reading what's paralleling itself to scripture? Are you in the word of God? Are you in the world? Are you focused on Christ? Or are you focused on your behavior? Are you focused on your right standing? Or are you focused on the world and what it has to offer you in these temporary moments? Where is your focus? The children of God are being made manifest in these last days. The Spirit of God is being poured out. Do not hold prophecy in contempt. Take what's good and throw out what's bad. If there's anything that I say that doesn't run parallel to Scripture, then get rid of it. But I'm telling you, everything that I've said so far is Scripture. Are you denying yourself? Are you leaving mother, brother, sister, home, father's fields? You know, here, why are you, are you stepping out into the harvest field? You won't yet, you won't fail to receive in this life a hundred times as much of what you're leaving. And in the next life, eternal life, what are you waiting on? In a few more years, you're going to wake up to the reality and that reality is called eternity. And that's where you're going to be spending the rest of your time. This world has nothing to offer you. You've been into the world. You've seen what it has. You've tasted its fruit. You've walked up to that bad tree and bit into that apple and got maggots in your mouth. Why are you returning to the same places, to the same tree and expecting good fruit? Why are you hanging out with people knowing what comes out of their mouth is what their heart is full of? Why are you sitting down and listening to the ways of the world? Why are you not stepping in and being that child of God? Why are you not being that representation of love? 
Why are you not walking in the boldness? You already know what they're going to say. You're a fragrant offering to some. You're the smell of death to others. You're a fragrant offering to some and you're the smell of death to others. To those that you're a smell of death to, it means that those are the ones that are perishing. Stop arguing with people about, about anything that has to do with Scripture. Scripture stands up on its own. It doesn't need you to defend it. If you rebuke a wise man, he'll thank you for it. He'll love you for it because he's adding to his learning, to his wisdom, to his understanding, to his knowledge. If you rebuke a mocker, you're going to incur harm. You're creating division. Stop looking at your brother that's in Christ and, and looking at him in anything other than what you've been called to be. And that's a representation of love. The division in the church has to die. The unified body of Christ is the only hope of the world. Don't you understand? It's the fathers that are leading their children. It's the fathers that have to be turned back to their children. Don't you understand in scripture? It says in those days that the children will return to their father. The father's hearts will turn back to their children. Don't you understand that the ways of the world, the problems of the world are family problems that are manifested? It starts in the home. It starts with the father. It starts with the leader. Every other leadership position in the world is dispensable. You can be replaced at any time. The only unique indispensable position of leadership that a man has been called to be where he cannot be replaced. He is indispensable is the leadership of a father. I don't even have kids. But I'm telling you, our job, pure and faultless religion is this, looking after widows and orphans in their affliction and keeping yourself from being polluted in the world, keeping yourself from being spotted of the world. Well, what if those orphans don't know who their dad is in heaven? And what if those widows don't understand that they're the bride? See, I don't need children to be a father. I don't need that. Do you understand what I'm saying? We've all been called to the same task at hand. What are you talking about on a daily basis? What are you leveraging for the kingdom of heaven? What are you doing on a daily basis to make sure that people are being pulled back from the flames of hell? Are you idly sitting by and letting them talk the way that they talk, walk the way that they walk? Are you not just stepping out? Ask me how. Ask me how I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. We just listen to this last part and I'll just I'll end in this. Go into a lost and dying world and speak the good news and the gospel through action and in truth. To those that will listen to you, disciple them. To those that are discipled, you appoint leaders and then you move on to a new people group and you keep it moving. That's the whole purpose of your mission. That's exactly what Christ did. That's exactly what Paul did. That's exactly what the apostles did before us. Why do you think that we're talking about 12 dudes and a guy with no internet, no anything out in the middle of the desert some 2,000 some odd years ago to being one of the largest religions on the planet Earth? Don't you understand? You're called to go into a lost and dying world. Spread the good news in the gospel. What, just by running your mouth? No, by picking up your cross, denying yourself daily and showing them what it looks like in a crooked and perverse nation. It says do everything without arguing or complaining. Arguing or complaining. Do everything without arguing or complaining. That way you will shine. 
in this crooked and perverse world. So what do we do? We just go speak the gospel? No, bro. You pick up your cross, you deny yourself daily, and you follow him. You shut your mouth and show what it looks like through love and action. And then when they ask you, they're asking you what makes you so different. You go through the same trials and tribulations, if not more, than I do. And you still just grin and bear it. And you've got an overwhelming sense of peace on your life. You're not stuck like everybody else in the world. You don't talk how we talk. You don't walk how we walk. You don't do how we do. What is it that you got that I don't have? I need that. That's being a representative of love through action and in truth. So what do you do? You go to that lost world. You spread the good news in the gospel. You act as a representative of truth, of love and truth. You're an ambassador. When they look at you, you are a co-heir of the kingdom of heaven. You're the ambassador of Christ himself. When people look at you, they should see Jesus. Not an excuse. Not a complainer. Not a grumbler. Not one causing division. Not one slandering somebody. Not one going out and being a liar. Not being greedy. Ugh. You should be known for generosity, care, compassion. You should be known. Wherever you go, you should stand out. Your light should shine. Stop putting a basket over your light. Put it on the shelf for all to see. That's that. That's that's that. Oh, my God. That's everything. It's going to the world. Spread the good news and the gospel through action and in truth to the ones that will listen to you. Listen to me, bro. You're going to have mockers. Christ himself said they called me Belzebul. They called me the chief, the chief of demons. If they're going to call me the chief of demons, what do you think they're going to call my followers? When Christ himself came and he spoke, there were mockers. Mockers are going to mock, bro. There's going to be people that talk trash about what it is that you're saying. Say it anyways. Say it anyways. So while you're speaking to the ones that listen, they say, man, if they listen to you, then they're listening to God. It's God speaking to you as a vessel. It's God. It's God in you, the hope of glory. The whole reason why he came and set the captives free. But those that he set free are free indeed to be vessels and conduit for him to speak to us and through us to be the vessels of light to fight for what's right in this lost and dying world. That's what we're here to do. So when you talk to these people and you get past the mockers, you get to the people that are listening and you gather them together. Do not forsake the assembly. Stop. Stop if you got a grievance. All them dudes didn't get along. Go back and study the 12 disciples, bro. Oh, my God. The Montley crew ragtag of just the worst, the worst people that you could never imagine putting together. How you going to put a zealous man and a tax collector in the same room? That ain't happening. Stuff is popping off, bro. These dudes didn't like each other. What you think you got to like each other to gather together? God puts you together as iron sharpening iron because that person that you might dislike might have something that you don't have that's going to be able to push you. And the things that the enemy uses to destroy you, God uses for your good. So that person that might get underneath your skin might be refining you, might be sharpening your sword, might be teaching you the patience that you've been praying for, might be the answer to everything that you've been asking for. So stop complaining and don't forsake the assembly. In the assembly, don't just go sit in a row. 
Don't just go shake hands with somebody that you don't know. That's the community, the called out ones, the ecclesia, the body of Christ. That is your brother and sister for the rest of all of eternity. You better get to know one another. You better get to be in family. You better start loving each other. That's what you've been called to do. Come out and be that community. Don't forsake the gathering. Don't forsake the assembly. Don't forsake that. Where two or more are gathered, he's in the midst. So come together. Bear with one another. Carry each other's burdens. Be there through each other's hardships. Edify one another. Speak and confess your sins to one another. The prayers of the righteous availeth much. If you're having struggle, you speak to your brother, bro. What's done in the dark will be brought to the light. You better be the one to bring it to the light before it comes out of the dark on its own. Because ain't nobody happy when that's happening. Ain't nobody's happy when that's happening. We all struggle. It's not for us to be focused on our sin. It's for us to be focused on our Savior. Not to be focused on anything but our right standing. Forget our behavior. Because if we're focused on what's right, we'll do what's right. And we'll live right. And we'll produce that fruit. So it's your God-given right and ability. So once you gather that you put together disciples. And amongst those disciples, you appoint leaders. You appoint leaders that are going to do what God tells them to do. Read the book of Timothy and Titus. Go and look at what an overseer is called to be. Appoint those leaders and then start over. Go to the next group and then come back. And then stay in touch with these other groups and refresh them. Refresh them. Come and remind them. Do what you've been called to do and go out and be that representation of love. The world are waiting on the children of God to be made manifest. Christ came in the middle of a desert, bro. He didn't have the technology that we have today. It'd be an utmost shame that you don't step out and do what you've been called to do. We have all the technology in the world to make it a possibility. You can literally sit in the comfort of your own home and still be able to spread the good news in the gospel. You can go out and be that representation of love through action and truth. You can use your God-given gifting and talent to reach somebody. Get out and reach somebody. But it starts tonight. I just pray in this very moment. Dear gracious land, heavenly father, we know where two or more are gathered that you're in the midst, Lord, that anybody listening to this that actually took the time to make it to the end of this, Lord, that you just place a special blessing on their life, Lord, that you place just an urgency in their heart, Lord. Give them insight, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. Bless them, Lord. Make them the head, not the tail. Make them the the lender, not the borrower, Lord. Bless them with the resources that they need to complete the mission, to finish the mission strong, to hear well done, my good and faithful servant. If there's anything that's distracting them, we know that distractions lead to destruction, Lord. So just cause an eruption, an eruption of whatever that inequity is, Lord, to just deplete it or use it to build them up in the way that they should go, Lord. I ask that you just bless them with a covering, Lord, a Psalms 91, that they don't fear the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks at night, Lord, that they won't even, they won't even hit their foot on a rock, Lord. God, let them just conquer. A thousand by their side, ten thousand by their right hand, but no harm come to their tent, Lord. Give them the boldness and the righteousness. Teach them, the, teach them, Lord. Put it in their head and their heart. I ask for all of the same things in Jesus' precious and holy name. We're not going. Amen. <laughs> We're not going to just skate by in this life and not... Stand accountable 
for the time that God's given us. Now, we pass from death to life. That's a fact. We pass from death to life. And God's coming back with his reward to give to those that have done in accordance to his will to bless them, man. You're working for an eternal inheritance. It is your honor. It is your opportunity. It is not your obligation. But I've heard of this thing called a fire lake and I've heard of this place called hell. And I don't know what it's all about, but I ain't trying to know nothing about it. All I want to do is hear well done, my good and faithful servant, and be seated at the seat of the feast where my father blesses us enough to serve us. And I sit around the righteous men, the co-heirs and the ambassadors of God. And we walk in our new bodies and we do the works that he's created for us to do since the foundations of the earth were laid. In the meantime, if your mind gets off, remember exactly this. You were predestined to be adopted into sonship before the foundations of the earth were laid to be made righteous and blameless in his sight. He has prepared you to do the good works that he has called you to do in advance before he even created the earth. You are righteous. You are blameless. You are a co-heir. You are an ambassador. You are the city set on the hill for all to see. You're here to be FTP, no plug, bro, for the people. That's a fact. That's what you're here to be is a representative of love through action and truth. So stop with the complaining. Stop with the distractions that lead to destruction. God's already caused an eruption to wipe that out. Take your focus and put it on God. Focus on your right standing. Don't focus on your behavior. Focus on your Savior. And when you believe right, you'll live right. That's a fact in Jesus' precious and holy name. Until next time, I love you guys.